0: See what we can do. Things got chesty.
1: Third and two play is all Ole. I mean, it was a play that we liked in that situation. You know, he had the guts to call it right there. You know, obviously that's tough, you know, to do, to pull the trigger on that. And he, he pulled the trigger on it, and Foster won. And my body, um,
2: I never liked these, so I'll tell you, I just don't feel good. <laughs> just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one.
3: There's a bowl game going on right now, by the way. Ed looked up at the TV. Ed is up at turned the TV off. that
1: has that I I genuinely need like four remotes in order <laughs> to get it to turn on. Who's uh, playing? The Nevada Wolfpack oh, are yeah? losing to Western
3: Michigan 17 to 3. Oh. So that perfect uh, Mountain West bowl record. Yeah, they're 4 0. Flushing it down the drain right now. To at a least.
1: Directional State School. Yeah.
3: yeah. So bowl game on right now. Um, but it's time for granny's Greats.
4: Grainy grades.
1: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered
2: a rational thought.
4: Grainy's grades.
2: Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points.
1: And may
4: God have mercy on your soul. Grady's grades. God damn it,
3: I hate Jack Madden. First topic to grade,
0: Rich Basaccia. Got to get an A. A. After what you said earlier, you gave out the stats about being aggressive on uh, fourth down. And, well, again, I think Olson called both plays. But he didn't step in and, uh, as far as we know, he didn't step in and stop it, right? He said, let's go, fourth down, and then the call tomorrow on... Uh, on third down to seal the game. So uh yeah, good for Rich Pisace. I thought uh he let his coordinators as usual <laughs> deal with whatever is <laughs> happening in the game yesterday. Didn't get in the way and uh Rich gets an A. I haven't given many A's a. to
3: Rich. I am giving him a B. Okay. B. Uh he still did punt on a fourth and four from the forty-nine yard line. Hmm. Should have gone for that one. But progress. The fourth and short that led to a field goal. Big play, big decision. EDJ Sports had it as the biggest or the best fourth down decision of the week in the NFL. That is massive progress from a coach who has been as conservative as we have seen in the NFL. Rich Passaccia, improvement, improvement, and gives me reason to believe he might go for it in a critical fourth down situation in these last two games to keep the Raiders playoff hopes alive. But Rich Passaccia, I'll give him a B. B.
0: Next topic to grade, screen passes. Uh, F. F. So here's the deal in screen passes. Even though, as Carr said, and if you watch it back, had he completed, there was a lot of room. I think there were 26 seconds left? Yes, 26 seconds. So take a knee or throw it down the field. Try to score. I I don't think that screen pass gets them far enough, even for Daniel Carson, who's terrific. And then it's just a complete disaster. He gets it tipped and Chubb intercepts it and then goes to the one and they score the next play. So I don't like the call. I mean, chuck it. Maybe get a call. I mean, nowadays, you might. it's 50-50 that you're going to get a call downfield or just take the knee. Bradley Chubb gets an A+. Yes. A+. Plus. That was a phenomenal play by Chubb
3: to tip it to himself and then catch it. Uh, he did not score the touchdown, though. So actually, Jared, I take that back. He gets an A. Taking away the plus. You gotta you gotta finish that off. Come on. You can't let the offense score from one yard. You gotta score. (laughs) You gotta get in the end zone. Come on, Bradley Chubb. But I agree with your premise of throw the ball down the field. Because what the screen pass is right there is it's the Raiders trying to be both safe and aggressive at the same time. That's them saying, okay, what's the safest passing play we can run? What's a play that we can run? It's a safe play but we might get some big yardage out of it.
0: It's a screen pass. And I think they would have, but what's big yardage when you're starting at your nine? Right. Or 10 or whatever he was at. How did he not score? I know. I know. You caught it behind
1: the line.
3: He should have scored. He should (laughs) have. Josh Jacobs was too fast or something. Josh Jacobs can't break off a 20-plus yard run, but Josh Jacobs can run down Bradley Chubb, put him at linebacker. Maybe he'll save some touchdowns. But screen pass itself gets an F. F. Hunter Renfro.
0: Listen, A. A. When you're mentioned in the same breath as Tim Brown and Jerry Rice, good for Hunter Renfro. Becomes the third different receiver in Raiders history to have 90 catches in a season. Uh, I love Hunter Renfro. And by the way, to my colleagues out there, because each year we uh, grade, or not grade, we give an award out for the best interview on the team, like the guy that's best for the media. This kid should win in a runaway a runaway. Darren Darren Waller's won the last few years, but Darren Waller hasn't talked to us enough this year (laughs) because of the uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) strained uh, IT band or whatever it is. So I think Hunter Renfro. Now, here's the thing. Other guys have given better one-liners. Like, you know, A.J. Cole has come in like once or twice. It's his fault he doesn't get to talk more? Yes, it's his fault. He's got to be better. He's a a pro bowler. Um, I think Crosby's good. Uh, I'm trying to think of others who, who made good. who
3: made Adam Hill play rock paper scissors was that Foster Moreau
0: was that Foster Moreau
3: I don't remember that was like week two Renfro is just solid man. Uh, the solid highs of week
0: two so- <laughs> solid <laughs> and consistent. Yeah, when they were 2-0 oh. still had a coach uh, still had a lot of people that they don't have now. Uh, I like Renfro a lot I like I think he's very honest if they stink he says they stink if they're good, he says he's good. He doesn't. He doesn't try to explain things around. He just kind of says what he thinks. So I'll go with Renfro in that. If I if I get a, if I get a vote,
1: he also uh-huh. reminds me of like half my ex girlfriend's dad's. Just how he looks.
0: Hunter
1: Renfro. <laughs> t- I was talking more about his hairline. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know.
3: Hunter Renfro this year has ninety two catches, nine hundred forty nine yards, six touchdowns. He has been excellent this year. I think his touchdown against denver maybe one of the more impressive ones because we have seen hunter renfro as a you know he runs great routes he'll burn guys with quadruple moves and get open in the red zone or in the end zone that was a like hey i'm throwing it to a big bodied wide receiver in the back corner of the end zone and he's gonna go make a play on it what is hunter renfro five ten? Like, that is a play you don't really run to a 5'10 wide receiver, but it worked for Hunter Renfro. And that, to me, is, like, that's one of the more impressive things he's done, given what we know him to be as a receiver. I am giving an F, though. Oh. F. Uh, CBS gets an F. F. Ed, you get an F. F. Why are we all pretending like Darren Waller doesn't exist? F.
0: Because he doesn't?
3: yesterday Fail. on the broadcast and you just did it too they were like wide receivers to have 90 catch seasons for the raiders tim brown right jerry, jerry rice, rice hunter renfro hunter darren waller's done it two years in a row but he plays tight end and for some right. reason everybody's like oh let's forget about darren waller who did yeah. it last year and
0: set the record for most catches I mean, He plays just, a, t- a position that's harder to catch passes. I'm not saying he's not great. I think just for the graphic, they're just labeling what he's listed as. I mean, But
3: I, why I, are we pretending like Darren Waller doesn't exist? It'd be one thing if it was tight ends to do it, because at tight end, you get less passes usually. It's harder to catch passes right. as a tight end than why. Wide- for some reason, we're pretending like a guy who but, plays a worse
0: position for catching passes doesn't exist. I mean, I don't think they... Downgraded him. I mean, he's an incredible player, but don't you think it's just because it's what they're designated on a depth chart? I mean, no, I think
3: it's because they wanted to put two people in the graphic with Hunter Renfro. So they're like, you know what? Cut out tight ends. Asterisk. If you you have to cut out tight ends, it's not a good. No, at the bottom,
1: at the bottom of the graphic, you just said Darren Waller has also done this twice,
3: and it's not even like it's not even like this happened fifteen years ago. Darren Waller did it the last two seasons. Well, He's still on the roster.
0: Tim Brown, Adam Hill told me last night, Tim Brown's done it like six or seven times. Right. He did it like four or five times yeah, for the okay. Raiders. He, Jerry
3: Rice did it once. For right. the Raiders did it for once. Raiders, yes, for the Raiders. Yeah. this is just for the Raiders. Right, But for some reason, we're all just acting like, yeah, guys to have 90. Will Compton's tweeting during the game. He tweeted, guys to have 90 catches in a season. Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, Hunter Renfro. He forgot about Darren. He had to add an extra tweet that said, oh, and Darren Waller. <laughs> We're just pretending like this guy doesn't exist. He just set the record for most catches in a season by a Raider last year. That, that, was, that was 12 months ago. Eh, it's like, ah, tight end. Forget He's about it. i All get Fs. Will Compton, Ed Graney, CBS. Yes. F- all of you get F- Fs for this. F. The worst. <laughs> Josh Jacobs. Give him a grade.
0: Mm. C. C had the fumble that led to points. And then he overcame it by that one drive, 129 yards is C being too harsh. I I like that. And by the way, he almost lost another fumble. I'm giving him a B. Okay. All right. right. He he almost lost the other fumble, but he was, he was ruled down. So he could have fumbled twice, man, that guy's loose with the ball. (laughs) He with the one arm and it's out, you know, stretched out from his body. It's like, man, cover up a little cover up once in a while. This kid, Yeah. I mean, you can't get an A when you fumble, uh,
3: like the way he fumbled when you just catch a pass and then immediately, like, what did he kick it with his own knee or something yes. like that? Uh, but I am giving out another F, F uh, to the coaching staff. This is a preemptive F. They haven't actually earned this yet, but they're going to try to run the ball forty times. Yeah, you already, yeah, yeah. You said they're that. getting an yeah. F for for preemptive Asterisk. F for what F. they're going to do the rest of the season based on what Josh Jacobs just did.
0: Next topic: Nathan Peterman. Oh, he gets an A. A. Derek Carr had not reached the blue tent yet. When Nate said, I'm warming up, baby. This is all me. And then two minutes later, Derek Carr is still in the blue tent, and Nathan Peterman has sat down, and he's talking to Greg Olson, and Greg's like, look, we got the word from the tent. You're not playing. Sit down. Stop warming up.
3: All right. I'm giving an incomplete grade. Incomplete. Because that's what he would have thrown? No, no. this, This grade goes to Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr really tough? Because this is two weeks in a row. Where he has been hurt, he's stayed down on the field, or he's been grimacing in pain, but he stays in the game. And I can't tell if this means Derek Carr has a really high pain tolerance or a really low pain tolerance.
0: I think well I'm gonna put an asterisk here. Asterisk. Because this seems to always happen after bad plays by him. Uh Uh-huh. It really does. Yeah, I think this was a fumble. That's That's a good take. This was a fumble. It's a good take. And he's hurt. And I think it was a bad play last week when he's hurt. I, I think that that's, he does that a lot. He suddenly has something hurt when there's a bad play. It's One of my take.
1: favorite things is whenever a cornerback gets beat deep and they, like, start grabbing at their hamstring. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, oh, no, oh oh, 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 he got past me. <laughs> that's a good take.
3: I like that take. I will just say I am disappointed that we did not see Nathan Peterman. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I mean, great. Not that I want Derek Carr well, to like be suffering make the in the playoffs. Pain. No. If they
1: make the playoffs, Peterman will be starting.
3: <laughs> all right. Next topic to grade. Um, all right. I'm going to have to fill you in on this one. I
1: have a secondary to. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Because I know you weren't
3: watching the broadcast. But no. during the broadcast on CBS, the announcer said that Derek Carr yes. talks to John Gruden. Oh.
0: Every. Day. I mean, am I grading that? Yeah. I guess that's an A. I think that's absolutely great. (laughs) That he actually calls him? According according to the CBS
3: broadcast, Derek Carr said he talks to John Gruden every day. I mean, that's
0: hilarious doing it. That's hilarious as an A. Could it also be that... Derek Carr exits his house. I was gonna say that John, John Gruden's like, John
1: putting out the bins. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> I, John's either doing that or like pruning or like I gr-
1: believe mowing I,
3: the lawn. I'd have to go back and listen. I believe they specifically said phone call. Oh, well, that just seems lazy. He's right next door. <laughs> yeah. Look over the wall. I thought it was one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. That
1: yeah, now I'm imagining John Gruden is the neighbor from home improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like just literally anytime Derek, Carr. That that? any yes, anything in the backyard, yes. John gruden's just like, hey buddy, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: I thought it was one of the weirdest little <laughs> anecdotes. That's hilarious that any announcers thrown in that was like, yeah, he ta- John Gruden and Derek Carr talk every day, like not and that's they they said every day. This wasn't like a yeah. On Monday, I'll talk to him about the game, or, you know, on Thursday, I'll get a little insight as some pregame prep. Like
0: he said every day. So, Greg Olson's family listening at home, he gets home, he goes, Do you know this guy's talking to <laughs> Gruden every day? What? What are you talking about? I'll well, we'll probably okay. find out Greg
3: Olson's talking <laughs> to him every ta- <laughs> day,
0: too. <laughs> and Richard's still the shadow GM. Yes. Hey, Grew, what's up? It's Rich again. What do you think? I went for it on fourth down. I would have never done that.
3: Do we think Gruden approved the Daniel Carlson and AJ Cole extensions? Oh, they call him up and say, yeah. hey, John, what do you think? Should we extend these two guys? I just I thought it was a bizarre detail. Bizarre. Uh-huh. OK, what grade do you give it, though? Uh,
0: a plus. Yeah, a it's, a a plus. It's, just, it's just an incredible. Yeah. If it's true, it's incredible.
1: All right. Uh, hold on. I, I have a Derek Carr one real quick. Derek Carr's hands. A plus. They provide us great. A content. Plus. And
3: Jared, you get to say they are.
1: Very very tiny yeah there you go. almost trumpian
3: coming up next I have a complaint about Christmas.
2: Bischoff's Briefs. Speaking as an extremely clever person, I feel a bit personally attacked by the concept of an evil genius. Anti-intellectualism is rife in the world today, encouraged no small amount by a media concerned that their advertisers' claims that their breakfast cereal induces hallucinogenic bliss and woodland creatures might not hold up to rigorous academic study. Bischoff's Briefs. Well, let's see how far your f- street smarts and common sense get you when you need someone to figure out how to turn a city-sized plot of oceanic waste plastic into drinkable water and hospital-grade insulin. Bishop's Briefs. Just because I'm smarter than everyone else doesn't mean I look down on people. Someone has to make my sandwiches. Just because I can envision a vastly more efficient society with myself as absolute dictator doesn't mean I want to go to that amount of trouble. Just because I ordered the installation of an oubliette in my basement doesn't mean I have sinister intentions for it. Bischoff's Briefs. So stop asking questions and get your jackhammer out. I have a complaint. A Christmas
3: complaint. This Christmas Eve... There were no sporting events. There was no NBA because they wait till Christmas. There was no NHL because they take it off anyways. Uh, There was no NFL because Christmas Eve was on a Friday and they'll play games on Saturday and Sunday and Thursday, but not usually on Friday. Um, There was not even the random soccer league I care about because they don't usually play on Christmas Eve. Uh, There was supposed to be the Hawaii Bowl, but Hawaii had COVID issues and that bowl game got canceled. Had to actually talk to people. It's an absolute nightmare. Can you not find a soccer game? No, there wasn't. I mean, there, nowhere. There were like leagues in Africa that were well, playing, but I don't care.
0: Are you sure?
3: Yeah, I <laughs> probably could have, but I don't know where to watch any African soccer. So you had to talk to people. Yeah, to sit down and talk to people was an absolute nightmare. So, I have a solution. We have to move Christmas off of the twenty fifth of December. <laughs> First off, it's kind of a minor one. Jesus probably wasn't even born on the twenty fifth.
1: Like. I mean, there's some arguments to be made that Jesus
3: he wasn't even born, born in the year that we
1: think. He well, was he wasn't, born wasn't in. even born. So,
4: <laughs> Jesus I'm just probably saying, wasn't born historically. In the that overtook your hot it take did. earlier it in the, it the did a little show bit, a little bit.
3: <laughs> but basically, there's no reason December 25th needs to be like this sacred date, right? We need to treat Christmas like Jared. Shut up! It's Bischoff's briefs. We need to treat Christmas like Thanksgiving. Christmas needs to be on the fourth December or fourth Friday in December every year. We need to treat it like Thanksgiving and put it on a certain day of the week, not a certain date of the month.
1: No, because damn you, then the damn lions and cowboys will somehow wind up playing primetime games. No, that's fine. Christmas no.
3: needs to be on the fourth that on Friday of every December. Because what this does is it means on Christmas Eve, we will get Thursday night football. Right? Okay. We'll also still probably get the Hawaii Bowl, but we will get <laughs> Thursday night football. And then, and the NFL should, if we when we do this, should schedule two Thursday games. Give us two on Christmas Eve. Why not? And then Friday's Christmas Day, we get the NBA, right? And there's also college basketball. The Diamond Head Classic is usually played on Christmas Day as well. And then on Saturday after Christmas, we'll get bowl games. We'll probably get an NFL game or two. And if you care about Premier League soccer like I do, they play the day after Christmas every single year. And then on Sunday, we get an NFL. It is a nearly perfect four-day holiday weekend sports schedule. Instead, what we currently have set up is we're just kind of randomly waiting on what day of the week Christmas Eve and Christmas falls on, and we'll randomly get Christmas Eve with no sporting events or just the Hawaii Bowl. Plus, it has other non-sports benefits, right? Some people it might not apply to you, but Christmas on Friday, Christmas Eve on Thursday, we're taking both those days off. We're getting a four-day weekend here. True. We're not, we're not working true, either of those days. So we're getting a four-day weekend here. So it's great. All the way around Christmas Eve on Thursday, Christmas on the fourth Friday of every December. The 25th is not an important number. We don't need to have it on.
0: I can't day. in any way argue with this. Great plan. Like, yeah, it's a great plan. I can't in any way argue with this. Let's go. Who would America. you take this plan to America? Who
1: makes these plans? I don't I, have I don't no have no any idea. Who idea. makes these plans? America who determines I mean, schedules, holidays. Well, with one, I mean, if you get the Pope on board. <laughs> Oh. oh. Let's go to the Vatican, Jared. Come on, Francis. Yeah, I am sure they, they'll love me with my opinions. Let's go to the Vatican. We don't Can need you share, Jared. Jared to share. We the don't Vatican. need to share any <laughs> other opinions. Keep your mouth shut for once. We're just moving Christmas. I think at that point I'm just your valet or, or yeah, like I'm just literally like being like uh t- Mr. Bischoff, your bags are waiting for you downstairs. I will have breakfast ready. Yes, it'll
3: make me seem more important. But <laughs> that reminds me, I saw what was it? I think it was a TikTok, this lady said when she books hotel rooms, she has a she has set up a separate email account to pretend like she has like a personal assistant. And when she books hotel rooms, she will be like, I would like to book a hotel room for Miss blah, blah, blah. Please, can you do these special requests? And she was like, hotel rooms like 100% of the time will do those special requests. Just
0: because they believe it's someone important? Yep,
3: because it's a personal assistant booking this room for their boss or whatever.
0: Yeah.
3: And signs it as assistant to whatever her name is. Sounds like a great hack if you stay at a lot of hotel rooms. Yeah. I don't, but sounds like a great plan. So, Jared, you're coming to the Vatican. You're going to make me seem more important than I am. It's, it's going
1: to be hilarious because I will roll up in a three-piece suit that is tailored, and Tyler will be in a flat-billed baseball cap and sweatpants. with
3: Yes, it'll be perfect. Um, I pack light. My bag won't be heavy. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be great. This is a great plan. You'll chapstick, sir. Yes. It'll be great. And if you start to talk, I'll snap at you
0: and tell you to shut up. It'll be great.
3: But that's my it's plan not for Christmas. Cr- it's
0: not a crazy
1: plan, actually. It's My plan for Christmas. It's
0: not a it's not a complete <laughs> crazy plan.
1: This might my issue with it is then when will the post Christmas sales be if we're not celebrating it on the twenty fifth? Yeah. Because certain families in this country the Saturday go after ahead Christmas. and celebrate it. A couple weeks later when everything goes on yes. sale. Yeah.
3: You're fi- this, it's just like Black Friday. Black Friday is not on the same date every year. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving. So the Saturday after Christmas, you can go whatever sales you need to go to. See, and you got Saturday to do it. How did it go with you talking to actual people? Eh, it was fine. I was drinking, so. <laughs> just sitting there? Yeah. We played some games. We played a game that's called OK Boomer. Oh. Where it's like. It it has questions based on generations, like things that happened during each generation's time. That they oh, you couldn't of. have won yeah. that. Uh, Where there were two teams, and we won one of the two <laughs> okay, games. Yeah. You deferred. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you I didn't deferred. get many
3: of the questions right, but many of the old questions right. There's <laughs> just no way. Yeah, it was a fun game. Old, we offer you like modern day TV shows. Who wants to watch TV? <laughs> the
1: Grinch was on. Oh, my God. Please tell me you're referring to the Jim Carrey version. Yes.
0: Oh, thank goodness.
1: No, I'm saying I I bet he doesn't know the animated one. Oh, no. I mean, I'm aware there's an animated
3: Grinch (laughs) movie. Yeah. Have I seen it? I probably not, but
1: yeah.
0: This was your girlfriend's family?
3: Yes. Okay.
0: I have a board game for you to bring next time. Normally,
3: there's sports, Jared.
1: Okay, but what I'm saying, what
3: I'm saying, do you go
0: to a different room to watch sports? At her parents' house? No, no. You just turn it on the TV. Yeah, just and just the sit TV. there. Yeah, just and they don't they don't bother you.
3: They watch it with me.
0: Oh, they do usually. Okay, yeah. all right. Do just they bother? To figure me? it out. Yeah, there's a lot of bothering that
3: happens, but
0: <laughs> like like actually saying yes. something. But her family
3: delicate. likes sports. They watch sports too. <laughs> okay, so yeah, they, they don't have a problem putting it on, sitting down and watching it. All right. Yeah, a lot of bothering, like saying like two things. Would you like a drink? Shut up! Exactly. <laughs> Just bring it. You know what I like. Just bring it over here. You know I need a new one. Coming up next, Mark Ziegler joins the show.
1: Um.
2: Brown skies in for the rebound as it's stolen by Coleman. Coleman up ahead to Williams. Williams down the right side. Williams gets fouled. Oh, no way. Absolutely not. What a terrible call. They call an offensive foul on Williams when Berger, the player, was going backwards and falling down. What an absolute joke of a call. Kevin Krueger is going nuts. And I don't blame him. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Joining us now from the San Diego
3: Union Tribune, Mark Ziegler. Good morning, Mark. How are you? What's up, Mark?
4: I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Good. Good you know. Um uh- <laughs> All right, I'll start
3: with this. How many Mountain West teams will play 18 conference games this
4: year? Zero. Oh. I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's so funny. I know that's funny, but it's just so odd and bizarre. San Diego State was just ravaged by the flu in the last uh, few weeks. I mean, they, I think I counted they've only had two players participate in every practice the last two weeks. Uh, Every day I'd go to practice, there'd be two guys in hoodies in the corner with masks kind of watching. Or there wouldn't be, you know, three guys wouldn't be there where they are. They got the flu. And they've avoided, they've had one guy get COVID. They've avoided the whole thing. But, you know, they just went home for Christmas. Uh, They didn't go home last year. They sent them home this year. And we all know what's going to happen. And uh, and I think that's just going to keep happening until teams sort of get through it. Um, and miss their two games or three games or whatever the stretch is that they miss from COVID, and then they'll be fine.
0: I mean, this could hurt the overall kind of you know chase for at large, is right. I mean, it, it's going to depend on who the team is and who they miss on the schedule. But you've watched the scores from you know all the non-conference. Is this is this a multiple bid league right now? How much could this hurt that kind of that kind of chase?
4: Yeah, the key is what you just said. I think it, it's who you miss. Uh, like for example, nobody who's serious about getting an at-large bid wants to miss Colorado State because that's their shot at, at getting a big-time win. Um, you know, it's great to, to collect wins, but, you know, at this point, uh, if, if you're trying to put a resume in front of the selection committee, you want to have some quality wins on it. And, you know, this league didn't play a ton of, uh, of great games in the non-conference, and that that's to the scheduling. Um, you know, and Colorado State just lost uh, a big one against Alabama uh, that would have helped the, the whole league should they have won that. But, um, and so, you know, now you got to look inward to your league and, and while there's a lot of really capable teams in this league, I think the balance is as good as it's been in years. Um, right now, I think there's one in some lock in, in Colorado state. And I think San Diego state's right there. I mean, I think they're on the bubble, but on the right side of the bubble, and I think everybody else is kind of chasing that. And I don't know if they have the, the non-conference juice to get there. They're going to have to make a really big run in the, in the conference. And that's going to be tough if, if you're playing, you're not playing. And then remember, if they try to reschedule these games and they do play 18, I mean, they're going to get stacked up here. And if you don't have a lot of depth or you take an injury or two, uh, it's going to be tough.
3: So, all right, let's on the idea here that we could have a lot of cancellations, especially with kids coming back from a Christmas break here if we end up where every team is, you know, has like four or five games that need to be rescheduled somewhere, do you think the Mountain West will take into account, hey, these teams have a shot at the NCAA tournament, so let's make Colorado State play Utah State or Boise State and we'll just not worry about their game against Air Force or New Mexico or something like that? We'll, like you think the Mountain West will do that and try to help themselves when they come to rescheduling these games?
4: Well, that's what they should do, right? I mean, that's what any logical mid-major league would do. We're also talking about the Mountain West. There's not a lot of history there that they're going to do the right thing. (laughs) I mean, I would hope that that's what they do, but I I don't have tons of confidence. And you know, I've I've covered this league long enough that I'm not surprised by anything they do. So we'll have to wait and see on that, I guess. All
0: right, who, as you've seen in the league, because there's some you know some good records uh, throughout the league, uh, but pretenders and contenders. Is there a couple teams that you look at the record like they're probably not that good?
4: Well, the, the two teams I'm kind of intrigued by are, are Wyoming and Fresno State, right? So, Wyoming's 11 and two. Fresno State, I believe, is 10 and three. They they really haven't played a ton of really good teams. So you look at San Diego State, uh, and they're eight and three. Uh, they just lost a, a NAIA game um, that was supposed to be played tomorrow. Uh, to get to 9-3. But they have three losses, but you look at their losses and you're saying, well, okay, they lost at Michigan, they lost at BYU, and they lost to USC on a neutral. Um, those are all sort of excusable. Everyone else kind of, except for Colorado State, kind of has a bad loss in there. Uh, and so, um, you know, Wyoming hasn't played a ton of teams that have winning records, um, uh, nor has Fresno State. And so I'd like to see what happens when they get into the grind of the, the conference season where they're playing, you know, good caliber competition uh, night in, night out, and and can they sustain it or are they going to hit a skid here? So those are the two teams I'm looking at. But I really think you look at this league and you've got Colorado State at the top, and and maybe San Diego State is in that group. Maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. But I think they're kind of 1A maybe uh, or a solid two. And then you've got seven teams. and I don't know what's going to happen with those seven teams. And then you've got two at the bottom. Um, but I think you know maybe New Mexico's a little bit closer to the bottom um, than the other ones. But I think you know the Utah States and Boise States, Fresno, Wyoming, I even think UNLV could could you know kind of get in the mix. I think they're good enough. Uh, on and on and on, I just think there's going to be a lot of uh, wins and a lot of losses in there. They're going to all beat each other up.
3: Is it effectively going to be that's what cost them maybe a second or third at-large spot in the NCAA tournament is that, Like you sort of said, there's there's enough parity, there's enough depth that they're just going to like San Diego State might take four or five losses because there's teams that aren't really NCAA tournament teams, but they're good enough to beat San Diego State.
4: Right, and 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 it's also as much as how San Diego State plays as anything else. I mean, this is a grinded out team. Although they have, I have to say, they have been playing much better in the last two weeks. And and they always their big mantra is, "We get better, we get better." We got veteran guys; they're always in the gym. Uh, they understand that the, the film, the scouts, they're able to absorb all that, and we just get better as the season goes on. And they are getting better. So, uh, th- But the way they've kind of been playing is grinding out 66-56 wins um, and, uh, or 66-60 against, you know, UT Arlington. And I don't think that's sustainable over an 18-game or whatever they play game st- schedule. And so I think they will take some losses if unless they really take that next jump up. I think Carl State will kind of breeze through this, um, but I think you're going to see a whole lot of, if they do play 18 games, a whole lot of 11 and 7, 10 and 8 teams, you know, 9 and 9, type teams. Um, I just think you're going to see a ton of that, and and it's again, I think that will, yeah, that will knock them all out of and tension, and it's going to be the you know the the Colorado State, and I think one survivor, I think one team will rise above and and win enough games, get to 14 and 4, I think would be acceptable. Um I don't know thirteen and five. I don't know if five losses will be it depends on who your losses are to. So I just think that's just gonna be the way of the world in the Mountain West this year and then we'll see what happens in the tournament. Uh I do think someone could win. There's enough good teams uh that somebody not named Colorado State could win the tournament, the conference tournament and go. So I think I still think at the end of the day we will have two teams out of the Mountain West, but uh, you know, one will be Colorado State. I don't know who the other one will be.
0: Uh UNLV, a lot of new faces have played really well against uh average to poor teams, a couple of times have played good against uh, better teams, but not a whole lot of that. Um, from what you've seen from afar and kind of paying attention to them, what's your take on them in terms of them gelling and trying to make a run?
4: I think they're a little bit like San Diego State, except they're just not quite as seasoned, experienced, and gritty and together because they're all, they're all new, right? And, and San Diego State's got a little bit more of a culture and continuity uh, in their roster. Uh, and that they have to grind out games, too. Um, and so, you know, they are what they are. And, and I'm not sure there's a team that's record reflects who they are more than them. I mean, they, they beat teams they're supposed to, and they don't beat teams that they're not supposed to. And that's kind of where they're at. And I think we're going to sort of start seeing more of that in, in the conference. But there's going to be a lot of close games this year in this conference, and, and it's going to come down to who can shoot free throws, who can make, uh, you know, can execute a set play, under two minutes to go, who can get a stop, who can get a rebound, um, you know, who can not turn it over and maybe get the press. Those are the kinds of things that's going to decide games um, as much as, as talent or coaching or anything else.
3: Well, he is Mark Ziegler from the San Diego union tribune. Mark, thank you so much for joining us this Thanks, morning. Mark. All right. My pleasure. Talk to you guys. Thank you. All right. So we are giving away tickets to go see David Lee Roth. Who, who is he? I I can't tell you because it ruins everything else I have set up for the week. So, okay. Don't tell me who David Lee Roth is. Right. Okay. All right. Perfect. We're giving away tickets to go see David (laughs) Lee Roth. I assume this is a good ticket to give away. I don't know who he is though. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see David Lee Roth, we've got a pair of tickets for you. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number nine.
4: Foles um. gun, lifts his right leg, moves to his right, jacking it,
0: throw it back in the end zone, catch made, and he couldn't hang out. They're going to say it's good for the two-pointer. Demir Bird back of the end zone. It is good, and the Bears have the lead. 25-24.
4: You're locked in the press box.
3: Congratulations to Reed. He won a pair of tickets to go see David Lee Roth. We have more of those tickets to give away throughout the week. Um, Ed, you said Alabama has been canceling
0: things. Um, they all three of the four except Cincinnati uh, canceled their media viewing sessions. No, oh, so man. that's probably not when. If it had just been Alabama, maybe there was something to it. But Pat Forty tweeted that Georgia, Michigan, Alabama canceled sessions today that I believe were media viewing. Cincinnati was the only one who doesn't.
3: They they canceled. The entire practice, or they just canceled they just the media, media being they allowed said to media watch
0: viewing. it. Viewing, so maybe there's nothing there to it. But it is worth watching because these bowl games are be getting canceled left and right. And I mean, to think that all four are going to escape this, I don't know if that's reasonable at this point.
3: Yeah, it seems like there's a especially good like chance. and
0: Ziegler said about basketball teams. I mean, did they let them off for Christmas at all? That's when you have issues when kids go home.
3: Right, and that's what everybody's sort of expecting here, is that Christmas break, there's going to be a ton of positive tests, not just in the sports world, but in the rest of the yes, world as exactly. well. And so when it comes to sports, there we're going to have a lot of postponements yeah. or cancellations because people went home and traveled, and that's how a virus spreads, and we're going to have a lot of issues. Yeah, the timing of that for the college football playoff to be a week later is... Sure. Probably about as poor of a timing as you could possibly have. I don't know the exact schedules of teams in the college football playoff.
0: Did they go home on Christmas? I imagine they don't, actually. Uh, They play Friday. Christmas would have been Saturday. So, no, I I don't know when. Like, let's take the Las Vegas Bowl, Um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Arizona Arizona State. I heard they're both already here. I don't know when they got here. So I would think the college football playoff kids did not go home.
2: Yeah. They,
0: they got to their cities that they're playing in and, and probably kind of went to the hotel and didn't see anybody.
3: <laughs> stay in your room. Yeah, stay I'm in your room.
1: sure somebody like E60 or somebody has done a, like a full bit, but like what do you do during a bowl week as like, I mean, obviously you're prepping, but you're prepping against a, an opponent that you're like, where did they play the swack? All right. Yeah. yeah, I guess we're playing them. And oh, then yeah. a- also like, okay, but you need to be in this city for a week, okay? Are there activities? Are we going to the opera? That, well, normally there are.
0: Normally, there's <laughs> there's dinners and parties and kids, you know, making appearances. And I wonder how much that's cut, d- yeah. just been completely cut out or cut down.
3: This normally time. every time you watch a bowl game, they'll show you highlights during yeah, of, it of kids like, during the week. Yeah, but it's they always, went out to do this
1: last okay. night or two nights ago. I I just always assumed that was like. That was the activity. They flew in on Thursday, Friday they went and did this. Saturday they played the ball game. Yeah, why not? Sounds and then fun. they took a picture. Every single one took a picture of all the swag and was put it say, up on Instagram.
0: That's really the kids are probably like, all right, but we get the swag bags, right? I mean, we we don't want the dinner, but we get the bags with all the good stuff in it. Nevada
3: is losing the Quick Lane Bowl, 31 to 10 at halftime. <gasps> Wow, one, that
1: comeback is going to be incredible. They
3: lost Carson coach.
0: Strong, bring him all the way back. No, Carson Strong's not playing. Oh, he opted out. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he, it's he, a guy named uh, Nate
1: Cox. He feels good about
3: his uh, second round opportunity. Second rounder, Nate Cox is four of ten for fourteen yards
0: in the first half. <laughs> hey, forty percent, make him a pretty decent UNLV quarterback. I was say, is he next year up in up in? Was uh, it up in Reno this year? Or was it down here? It was up in Reno, right? Yeah,
3: so they'll be in Allegiant Stadium next okay. year. Nate Cox. Nate throwing Cox they the Asian stadium. Throwing it, they're down, so they were 21.5-point underdogs. Uh, Western Michigan's cover almost covering that in the first half. Wow. Yeah,
0: so not a good showing. The Mountain so West you So buy back that. on the second. They're going to get that one loss. 4-0 oh, right the now. The
3: Mountain West, they're blowing it. Oh, man. Absolutely blowing it with this loss. Come on, Nevada. How's the Mountain West going to tweet out that they're perfect in yeah, bowl Exactly.
0: Games? They're going to win that uh, award they give out for the best winning man. percentage. Ruining Mountain West tweets would have been a lot more fun so yeah there's one bowl game why aren't
3: we airing that bowl game jared uh i mean could have taken the day off could have played the quick lane bowl i i have an answer for you but i'm not saying it on the air (laughs) new adjustment to my christmas plan december the monday after christmas the quick lane bowl plays at 9 a.m and we are not
0: here I give a, give a two-hour pregame show, yeah.
1: and we do not show up that day. I am, I, I will say, when I got here this morning at like 5.50, the only car I saw in the parking lot was from our, our rock, from the rock station next door, and I was just like, did everyone else take the mother bleeping week off? <laughs> yeah. Am I, not? is it us in the the classic rock station are yes. the only morons yes. that didn't take off? Yeah, of course. People took today off. No, then people started showing up like around. Oh, like I was like, gonna say. But they were showing up like. What happened? Up? This is a mail it in Monday. It's six. It's six fifty two. I'm yeah. I go on in eight minutes.
3: My cousin's in town. She took the week off.
0: Really? Yeah. With
3: the excuse that it's the holidays. I don't know. They're Broncos fans, so they came. Oh.
1: to Vegas. They were they all wearing their Trevor Simeon and Drew Locke and i'm trying to think uh, who's the guy with the pipe paxton lynch yeah so what's
3: funny is my cousins live in colorado (laughs) they lived in colorado basically their whole lives she's their season ticket holders for the broncos damn they must be well off her son's a chiefs fan really My
1: people
0: yeah how old is he though uh he's like eighth grade, and like
1: fourteen, fifteen years old, whatever. He's
0: not gonna give that up. He's 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 locked in. Yeah.
1: He but he also probably went through years of again watching a guy named Paxton. Oh no, sorry, let's go, let's go even further back. Brock Osweiler, <laughs> Paxton Lynch, um, true Locke. Basically, this kid was just like, Oh, Trevor Simeon. And he, then he went, Who's that tall, goofy guy that sounds like Kermit the Frog? <laughs>
3: I'm just saying, if you're a season ticket holder, you failed. You let your son become a fan no, of, what you did of... was you
1: took him to a bunch of cheese games, and he went, <laughs> exactly. that guy's that really guy's good. That guy's really
3: good. Who's 15? He failed. You got to be like, no, no, suck <laughs> it up. You got to live with the mi- uh, misery here. You got to boo do that y- guy.
1: Okay, so I had this thought with my dad over the over the Christmas holiday. Did they, do you ever see a pan of the crowd at an NFL game with the face paint and all the, like... Crap that they're wearing. and go, lot of registered voters. Have those at Raider games.
0: Just they're always on. They're always on the scoreboard. Well,
1: no, no, but those are those are our people. They're spending. They're spending money here in town. I'm saying the other fans <laughs> that are all like, so you all decided to put styrofoam cheese on your head. <laughs> yes, I would like to hear your uh, your plan for corporate tax structure. Looks good on you though. <laughs> How did
3: cheese heads become a thing? Who decided, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make a giant foam piece of cheese. And wear it on our heads? And wear it on our heads.
4: And I then, think they're great. Like, and I and think
3: the team, the team went, that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think they're great. They started like, selling them. It's one of the most bizarre things you've seen. I think it's <laughs> yeah, great. <they're>, like, <laughs> who thought of that? I was like, you know what? I need to wear cheese on my head because we're the. <laughs> The Packers.
1: They literally were a box, like a company that like put stuff in boxes. They were literally Packers. Yes, (laughs) but cheese.
3: I think they were meat packers too. I don't even think they were cheese packers. They're like, you know what? Let's wear cheese. This state likes cheese.